friends, welcome to Sky House Herbs Podcast. I'm Ashley Ellenboss, a clinical herbalist, and in this space, I share my knowledge and experience with plant medicine to help you on your own journey of healing and transformation. Join me in exploring the ancient wisdom of plant spirit medicine and how it can be used to heal the body, mind, and spirit. We'll talk to experts in the field and share stories from people who've been transformed by powerful plant allies. New episodes are released each Monday, so please subscribe. And now, let's explore this mystical world of plant medicine together. Hey everyone, welcome in. Today I'm doing something a little different. I'm taking a question from you all uh, that I thought you would be interested in hearing the answer to. So the question came in through my um, contact page on my website. So if you go to skyhouseherbs.com, click on contact, um, you can find a form there. And so this question came in and it was, I have anxiety while driving, would skull cap help? So I thought this was a really good question and probably one that maybe you could relate to if you have anxiety while driving, maybe you have children who have anxiety in the car. Um, and so I thought I could talk to this. I also wanted to say that if you ever do have questions for me, that's a good place to send them. So if you want me to talk about something on my channel, send a question to my inbox um, and that'll come through my through my website. And I'll include a link in the description for you all. Now, before I dive into the answer, please do click the subscribe button, like this video if it's helpful, share it if you wish. And that helps my channel to grow. And it helps me to know that the time I'm taking to share information with you about plants and the plant spirit world uh, is being seen and, and hopefully uh, being useful to you. So let's talk about this. Anxiety while driving and will skull cap help? Yes, the answer, the short answer is yes, I think skullcap will help because skullcap is one of the best herbs I've found for racing thoughts, feelings of overwhelm, when your nervous system is sort of on high alert. And it's specifically good for when there's a lot of swirling thoughts. So if the anxiety is really multifaceted, like let's just say you get into the car, your nervous system ramps up and you start worrying about the, what's going to happen when you get to work? Will there be traffic? Will I be late? What will so-and-so say? You know, oh, I didn't call my mom last week. You know, if you start to get into a kind of flurry of worry and anxiety, skullcap is one of those plants. My One of my teachers at, um, it was then Thai Sophia, now it's called Maryland University of Integrative Health, but James Snow would say that skullcap is like wrapping a warm blanket around your head. It just quiets the thoughts, quiets the nervous system so that you can have more concentrated, restful experience during your day and also restful sleep. Now, let's just say your anxiety is more single focused. Let's say you get into the car and you are obsessively worrying about one thing going wrong. Like you're just, you just are convinced there's going to be a car accident and you're going to be in it. Or you're convinced when you get to work, something really bad is going to happen, right? Um, the, the herb that's for that kind of thought where you kind of get hooked into one thing is wild lettuce. It's a little harder to find, but you can search. I do believe that Herb Farm carries wild lettuce tincture. You don't need much, but just maybe one or two drops. And that kind of helps release the hook from that one obsessive cyclical thought. I did want to say something else that I think is really important in the context of this, of this question, which is 
Yes, herbs can help with anxiety. However, when you combine herbs with a ritualized practice around it, that's when things really do start to change because the plant in some way can be the instigator for noticing a pattern, for maybe feeling a subtle shift in the pattern, and then ultimately relearning a new pattern. So when you couple the plant with some practices, that's when I think in cases like this, the plants work at their best. So let's just say, for example, before you even get into the car, you take a seat, maybe it's even you sit in, you know, maybe it's at your kitchen table when you're having breakfast in the morning before you, you leave for work and you, you're finished your breakfast, or maybe it's before you eat your breakfast, you just take a minute and you close your eyes and maybe offer yourself a, uh, an affirmation that I will have an easy ride to work today. I will have an easy ride to work today. I will have an easy ride to work today. And then you take a few deep breaths. And then you transition to the car. Maybe when you're sitting there, you take a few drops of skullcap and you ask the skullcap, skullcap, help me have an easy trip to work today. Or skullcap, help my mind stay calm in the car today. And then you take a few drops and then you... And you feel the connection between the intention and the plant medicine. And I really, really believe that this is how the plants work best. When you give them a job, you like literally tell them, help me with this thing. They're like, okay, <laughs> I can help. I'll help you with that thing. And then what starts to happen, this is kind of like, you know, Pavlov's dog, where they train the dogs to salivate with the bell. What starts to happen is as you entrain your nervous system with the plant, then every time you think of the plant or taste the plant, your body goes into that relaxation state. So let's say now you're in the car, you've turned it on, you take a few more deep breaths. I will have an easy trip to work today. You take a few more drops of your skull cap. You're again, reestablishing where you want your mind and your nervous system to be. And then you're on your way to work. Now, let's just say something happens that's stressful. Can you take that breath? You know, maybe it's not safe to take a dropper while you're driving. I don't know. It, it depends on, on how, you're, how you drive. <laughs> but, you know, simple enough, you could just say, I'm going to have an easy trip to work today. You just take that breath, use that affirmation again, call upon the skull cap and just do that as often as you need to. And then you maybe arrive to work. And this is important. I feel like the healing process works best when there's bookends, like there's two rituals on either side. So you've got the before ritual, then you've got the after ritual. So you pull into the parking spot at work and you say, I had an easy drive just to work today. That was a pretty good drive. Thank you for that easy drive to work today. And then you take three deep breaths, maybe take a few more drops of skullcap. Thank you, skullcap. And then you begin on and you, you go on with your day. And that might, you know, maybe you are driving a lot. And so you just take these bookends before, a little bookend, you know, maybe in the middle or some affirmations in the middle and then at the end. So that's, that's the, I think the ideal way 
to work with our nervines in this case. Now there's a ton of other plants you could work with too. Um, some that come to mind, blue vervain. If you find that when you're driving, your anxiety causes you to clench your jaw, your neck muscles get really, really tight. You're thinking about what you should have, the direction you should have gone. You're beating yourself up the whole way to work because you didn't, you forgot to do the one thing at home and you're mad because this happened, didn't happen the way you wanted it to, right? Like that kind of obsessive pattern about what you didn't do or, or what's wrong with you or what's wrong with other people. If you go into that loop, then blue vervain would be a good medicine for you. It really helps relax all the tension in the jaw, the neck, especially along the sides of the neck and the trapezius muscles. And it really helps with that shoulda, coulda, woulda, as my great-grandmother would used to say, my Sicilian great-grandmother, she'd be like, shoulda, woulda, coulda, don't, don't, no, sh no shoulda, woulda, coulda. <laughs> with her big Italian jowls um, because, you know, you should have, would have, could have, you know, you didn't, you couldn't, <laughs> maybe you shouldn't. <laughs> so in that, if, but if that's the pattern, blue vervain is like the best, I think a really good teacher I found in my experience to shift that pattern. So you sit with blue vervain before you get in the car and you say to yourself, I'm going to stay relaxed. I'm doing everything I can. And maybe that's the mantra. I'm doing everything I can. What I'm doing is enough, right? Maybe pick one of those, repeat that three times and make that a bookend practice for when you're driving. Now, the other thing that I thought would be kind of cool to do, I haven't done this before live, at least not in a long time, is choose a tarot card for this particular person. And it might be actually really relevant to some of you as well. So I'm using one of my favorite decks. This is the plant um, it's called the Flower Speaks deck. It's old, it's out of print. Don't look for it. You'll cry because it's like $150 to $300 to find a deck. Um, and so, uh, yeah, that's too bad. But it, it's, <laughs> I'm sorry. It's like teasing you. But I think that I, I've been using this deck for like 15 years. So it's the one I'm most comfortable with. And I love that it has astrology um, kind of linked into it too. So I'm going to shuffle the cards and I'm just going to ask the question of what would help this person while they're driving? What would help this person while they're driving? What would help this person while they're driving? And I like to repeat it about 10 times. That's what my friend Daljeet, who's a tarot reader, taught me. What plant would help this person in driving? And now these plants aren't necessarily, you know, we're not going to necessarily pick a card that is going to be the plant the person is going to take, but it might be more of a plant teacher, like a meditative image that the person can hold. So this is the card that's popping out to me. And I'm going to just pick two because sometimes they, sometimes they both talk. So the first one I picked was bleeding heart sacrifice. So maybe this one resonates with you. It's a Young woman, it looks like. She has her hand on her heart and there's a little rabbit below her. And the word is sacrifice. So I will look up what that means. So, you know, just kind of looking at the card itself, you know, it might be that, um, I mean, there's always a sacrifice when we let go of our anxiety because I, I for a lot of people, your anxiety is a safety net because if you can worry about it, 
and then it happens, you're not surprised. And so a lot of people really love, actually, they enjoy the worrying process and coming up with fatalistic ideas of what could happen. So that way they could be like, I told you so, I knew it. <laughs> uh, and is that helpful? Is it actually helpful to live that way? That's my, that's my question. So if we sacrifice the anxiety, if we let the anxiety go, what could come into its place? So I'll just read this poem and then I'll read a little bit about it. Such hopes you have so often dashed, each disappointment crushing a tender leaf in your heart. Uncurling yourself from hiding, you reach out once again for love. Oh, but hot pain, flowing tears, aching heart, so starved for love, you may have become, you may become that life itself is a gaping wound. No, soul lover, your wounded heart can heal, your anguish turned to joy. Look not to quench the well of tears through loving another, but seek the eyes of the soul and find your heart mirrored there. There's no one who has not echoed your pain. Let all feel your love and joy, deeper, truer, freer now for all your sorrows. And that was from um, Zipporah Hildebrandt was the poet who wrote that. <clears throat> so this, uh, this says, someone once said, show me your garden and I will tell you who you are. In truth, the flowers that we choose for our gardens have something to do with our emotional growth and healing. Um, she says, the spirit of this flower appears as a woman bent in so sorrow, her hand cupped to her heart, a white hair watches in compassion as she gazes intently on the pink blooms. The white hair is a symbol of rebirth and resurrection. Because they are prey of so many animals, hares can reproduce in abundance. When caught, they sacrifice themselves instantly, knowing instinctively there will be more rabbits to come. The, rabbits, the hare's rapid growth and ability to multiply is associated with fertility and good luck. The sacrifices we make in love are illustrated in an old Asian tale. It tells of a hare that offered its body as a meal of a hungry wayfarer. As the hare leapt high into the flames to cook himself for the beggar's meal, his body remained unharmed. The beggar was actually a radiant god who blessed the hare for its courage and generous heart. With his finger, he drew a picture of the hare on the face of the moon. As long as the moon shines in the sky, we can remember the hare's sacrifice. So if a bleeding heart shows up, it says that you have the ability to truly experience grief at its deepest level. You have finally surrendered to the pain of a separation of a loved one. You are now ready to let go and move on. Sometimes bleeding heart points to sacrifices made in the name of love. The person is willing to endure suffering so that his or her loved one will be free. Often it is described as a person of compassionate nature. That's pretty powerful. So yeah, so maybe part of the anxiety is from a very deep loss. And so I think this card is pointing to having to sacrifice our fear, our worry, our grief in some way, um, and offering it almost as like a sacrificial offering of love um, so that we can be freed from maybe that fear and anxiety. The other one is, and bleeding heart is not a medicinal plant, so we can't take that one internally. The second card I pulled was uh, violet, and you can't really see it. It's reserve. Can you see the woman by the creek? Um, and there's a little fish looking up at her. This is card number 29. 
And in this one, you know, maybe this is talking about after the, you know, letting go of the grief that there's um, rebuilding. I think one of the things that um, Violet can really teach us is how to tend ourselves and how to hold on to and maybe not overshare or, you know, over um, express things that are really sacred and deep that can actually nourish our own waters and our own well. So this one is modesty, withdrawal, reserve. A woman with a gift to offer withdraws herself from the public gaze. A goldfish shines on in the still clear waters. A woman personifies the spirit of violet pulling back from others in reserve and hiding behind the heart-shaped leaves. So this is like, yeah, drawing back inward. Violet describes a gentle, demure, and refined person. You prefer to do things on your own because of your sensitive, unusual nature and your tendency to bruise easily. Because of this, your unique gifts often go unnoticed by others. Experiences of life have taught you the power of silence and the wisdom of not throwing pearls before swine. So this is kind of an interesting one. Um, yeah. If Violet shows up in a spread, it is saying that you are beginning to feel more sure of the love and acceptance others have of you which makes you more willing to share your unusual gifts. You may have found friends with ideas that complement yours, or perhaps you're joining an organization that works toward the service of humanity. I like that. That's really interesting. So, you know, what do we hold on to and keep personal? Um, maybe there's a more shy, maybe there's a quality of shyness that's also wrapped up in fear of expressing and offering sacrifice and offering love outward. Um, and so maybe violet as a medicine, it's a really good throat chakra medicine could be something that you could take. Um, and this could really be for anyone, for anyone that has difficulty speaking up, um, sharing their thoughts and ideas, kind of feeling a little bit like an outcast and kind of misunderstood. Um, violet is a really, really helpful herb for just sort of softening and opening and letting, letting that sensitive, um, soft inner part of us safely shine and safely share and it's still shy so it's like it's not you know it's not saying speak everything and tell the world everything no it's saying like in time let yourself open and share the things that are that are really necessary and maybe with this anxiety while driving it will help it dissipate maybe as you speak things that need to be spoken when you're driving, you know, it's, I, I'm just thinking about, you know, I, I lost my grandmother to a drunk driver when I was five. Um, she was on her way to work at a hospital. She was a nurse. So she was volunteering. She had retired, but she was on her way driving to volunteer at a hospital, hospital in Buffalo, Minnesota. And um, she was killed by a drunk driver in a truck and it was a head on. The person was passing and, and, you know, so um, yeah. And I just, you know, I, I always think about the, you know, how important it is to say that we love someone because we never know when it might be our last time. And I had dreams about my grandmother and um, I had this one vision of her uh, before the funeral, which was really interesting of she was, I was walking across the street and she was walking, but her body was like an eggshell. And I was, I was five. And her body was an eggshell and then the eggshell cracked and there was this bright light inside of her and the light floated up to heaven. And I knew that was her spirit. And I just watched her and I didn't, I couldn't say anything. I was kind of like 
frozen and watching her, but I knew she was going to be okay. And when I turned 16 and I got my first car, I named it after her because I wanted her spirit to always, I knew her spirit was up there and I wanted her spirit to look out after me. And I didn't want to drive being afraid of what could happen. So I channeled or called in the spirit of my grandmother and her nickname was Chick. Everyone called her Chick. Her real name was Winifred, um, but um, everyone knew her as Chick. So I named my first car Chick and I always knew that she was with me. Um, and that I think, and for me, helped me at, with some anxiety that I had as a new driver, uh, just feeling like I had some some protection and that I turned something that was very devastating into something that... Um, was a gift. So I know that's not always easy. And um, in any case, I hope this was helpful. Um, and yeah, if you have other questions, any of you out there, please feel free to send them to me. I'd love to hear your questions. I'd love to answer them. I'm happy to pull a card for you as well. And for, you know, I think a lot of us can benefit from seeing these cards and learning about the medicine of these plants. So thanks again, everyone for watching and I'll see you soon. Bye. Thank you.